Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. My guest today is an outdoor enthusiast. Whether it's kayaking, cycling, or camping, she seems to recharge your batteries when she gets outside. She's also a kickboxer. And not only is she an animal lover, but we're going to have her dog, Ziggy, join us today. She's intelligent, creative, intuitive. She is my web designer, and I'm grateful for her ability to connect with the message I need to share. I'm also grateful for her patience. My guest today is the creative director for Greenlight Design, Renee France LeBlanc. Just a warning about the audio quality. You will hear Ziggy joining us between her breathing and her dog tags shaking. I apologize for that up front. It was my ignorance about producing a podcast that made it uneditable. So thanks for your patience. So thanks again for hosting me today. We're actually in your house. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So if I talk about myself work-wise, I am the creative director for Greenlight Design, celebrating 13 years two days ago. (laughs) So that's exciting, lucky 13. And I love what I do. I've been doing graphic design work for my whole life. Before starting Greenlight, I uh, was the head designer at the Times and Transcript newsroom department. In Moncton, yeah. Uh, Yeah, in Moncton for eight years. Okay. And through the rambles of that, I started Greenlight on my own. Cool. So was there any crossover in time or did you stop one and start the other? Uh, Briefly, there was a crossover. I technically started Greenlight while I was at the paper in order to pick up extra projects that the paper had for me that I couldn't do within the time that the transcript had. So yes. So they knew that you were able to do this on the side and it was under absolutely kind of thing. Yeah. Oh cool. That doesn't always happen. It doesn't, no. And um, you know, it was my managing editor that had the idea of you know starting this it was it wasn't ever something that I would have thought of on my own but you know I was quite young at the time I was 26 (laughs) so it wasn't really something that I would think about I mean the corporate world was something that I was um what I thought was meant to achieve and I did achieve that but um didn't work out that way right well and isn't it cool how sometimes we get pushed to be our best selves by other people? We kind of put limitations on ourselves. I yep. know I do anyways. But, and then you have somebody come along and they, like, they almost spew information at you and you go, huh, am I supposed to do that or not? Yep, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt. I mean, I had no idea what a business even entailed. So uh, it was 
it was a learning curve at the beginning, but um, you know it was all worth it in the end, and we're still here. So. Yeah, and you've got employees as well. Yeah, like I have a, or? yeah, I have a satellite team of uh, six people now. Wow. So, yeah, that's awesome. In thirteen yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. So in your work, I know I've used you. I've been very excited to use you over the years. I've had a few different things done by you. My website, my brochures, my cards all the branding stuff because uh, I know when I did it on my own it was a bit of an adventure um, or the professionalism wasn't there and then just recently had one of those people spew information at me and it was an opportunity to it appeared like an opportunity to get me away from the Facebook and I've this this platform so I, I kind of said okay I'm going over here Renee you were like okay sure like whatever off you go and I don't know what you were thinking on your side, but you were just like, okay, to me. And so off I went, and this platform is incredible, but for somebody like myself who has no, no, I, like, if you give me the world, I'll be like, squirrel. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did for about two months. Uh. <laughs> and so I... We'd have conference calls, and then I'd put it away, and he'd come back and poke me. Did you do anything with that? And, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't doing anything with it because I, I just realized I didn't have the capacity. And so push came to shove, and I was like, I got to do something. I'm like, hi, Renee. <laughs> grovel, grovel, grovel. Would you take me back? And you're like, sure. And I'm like, but do you have this, like... The previous meme was like, okay, we're using WordPress, and that didn't work no. in my brain. And you were like, yeah, we got something you can totally use. And I was like, yay, <laughs> I'm back. And it was curious to me because, like, it was a nudge to go, go explore this platform. And yet it showed me how, with my brain and my creative like, I'm just like a firecracker that goes off. Oh, we can do that? Oh, okay. But then to actually do it, mm -hmm. like, there's no fizz left in the firecracker <laughs> to actually do it. Right. Um, and so what you do is is you're more of a sustained... <laughs> I don't even know what the what the analogy would be for the firecracker. Well, I you're, think I you're break a burning fire. Yes, I'm a slow burning fire. Yeah. I, think. I think some people realize either in the short term or in the long term, some people take more time than others, but um, that things need to be done in pieces when it comes to marketing. And it's exciting. It's so fun for people to throw themselves into this part of their business because you know it's where your creativity will flourish and I think it's important for a lot of people in the sense that we don't do that enough in our worlds I do but I think a lot of people don't so when they see the word marketing and they see the words you know photos and it just it it brings a spark in their eye and they want to do it all at once, but the truth is, if you want to do it right, you know, we have to do it in pieces. And I think that's part of my job is to kind of hone down on that and make sure that people understand that you'll get better results that way. 
mm-hmm. you know, if you break it down into chunks, into pieces. Well, and it's, it's always been curious to me because when you've run away and done stuff, and then you're like, what do you think of that? I'm like, whoa, I never thought of that. You're right. Or like, because some of my market is females, but now that I'm doing this podcast thing, I don't care what sex you are. Mm -hmm. I actually want to reach just as many men as I want to reach women. Mm -hmm. And you came back with throwing men in my website (laughs) and everybody's like, oh, I like the guy on that page. And, (laughs) And how cool is it that it's now not... It's like you broaden the window. I didn't even talk to you about not at all, no. About the podcast side, mm-hmm. and you're just like intuitively going, "Boop, we're gonna throw these pictures at you. What about these?" And some <laughs> of them, I'm like, "Well, can we have this?" And then you you go in my head and you bring <laughs> me a picture of that. So how does that work for you? Well, tell me, tell me about that process. It has a lot to do with my intuition. I think I have. For a long time, felt things, so vibrations um, that bring me into my areas of where I create and how I create. Oh, cool. So if I meet someone, I bring that feeling with me when I go to work. And it's, it's difficult to understand in that sense because you know you you can be a designer and you can learn to be a designer mm-hmm. book smart right you can go to school to do that and some people out there have incredible talent but it's another thing to make sure that the business reflects exactly what what the message needs to say so when it comes to a business like yours, it's even more important because the, the way that you interact with people is going to have to reflect on the outside world too. So if we're doing your website and somebody doesn't really resonate with that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't help you. Right. Right? Yeah. So I need to tap into two different types of intuition. I need to look at my per- the person that I'm working with, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And then I need to think about who's going to look at this. Who's, go- who's the customer here? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a two-prong step. You know, it's hard to put into words because when I'm sitting in front of my computer, yeah. I don't think about it. You know, I just, yeah, I just let it happen. It's something that's within me. I can't really explain, you know, people have told me before that they like my work and I don't really know why, why, why I have that talent, um, you know, where it comes from, but I just let it happen, I guess is what I want to say. Yeah. So what even brought you to this career? Yeah, I'm very organized when it comes to, like, it's again, it's, you know, for a designer, I think that order is not something that every designer has. No. Um, I think there's a lot of pieces floating around and, you know, that's the business part. Like, I think there's a business part and there's the artist part mm-hmm. and those two need to match when you're, you know, doing this type of work in visual communications. Mm-hmm. 
I think being at the paper helped me a lot with responsibilities, with deadlines mm-hmm. at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why I was there, to learn that aspect of it first. It might not have been my quote-unquote business course, but you know, it, it gave me the tools um, right. to start that. For sure. Yeah. Did you come with education? I did. What took you into that education as a high school kid? So what I wanted to be was an architect. Okay. If you look at my yearbook in high school, it says architect. And Which you are. Yes. In a funny way. In a sense, yes. And I did start at the university with the goal to become an architect. Okay. But lo and behold to me, when... I was in my first year of university. I received a letter in August, starting my second year, that they were going to cut the course. And the second, third, and fourth year students could continue their course, but the first year students had to find something else. Oh, gee. Okay. So there's an intervention. So a harsh one. Very harsh one. I get a lot of those. <laughs> I think it's my personality. Like if they're not harsh, I won't listen. So that was one of the early ones where it was okay. You have a month to figure out your life and what you're gonna do. Wow. And I spoke to my mom about it, and thankfully she worked at the community college in Dieppe, so she was able to kind of nudge me into there. Um, under this course called communications okay and uh, you know part of that was uh, in the printing industry so I scurried over there and you know found my niche through there when I was in school I started doing the graphic design work for the community college magazine oh neat so you know and it all just suddenly became an epiphany of oh my god this is what I need to do this is where I need to be it was a place where I felt comfortable doing what I was doing okay it felt at home so I knew right away I thought okay I get it. I know now what's happening. I don't, I'm not going to be an architect. And it's funny because when I was in university, I didn't feel at home there at all. I felt very isolated. I felt out of place. You know, my parents told me, well, it's university. It's a new place. You know, it's not like school. You're gonna, you're gonna feel things, you know, and it just wasn't right. So... When I switched over to the community college and found this niche, it just completely changed my perspective. Well, to have such stark differences in environments and feelings and your reaction to them, it's like I'm full of goosebumps again. <laughs> I'm sure other people will resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't feel right. Go searching. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) And that was probably something that was never really instilled in me was to go searching. And I'm not blaming anybody, but I think a lot of people feel that way is, you know, you kind of don't follow that intuition sometimes and you find yourself in front of a brick wall sometimes and you realize, you know, there's no way out, but 
There actually is. There actually is. And it, I think, too, as kids, we don't think about career choices as being an intuitive thing. We mm -hmm. think about career choices as being a very, I'm good at this, so I should do that. Or, yes. I like this, I should do that. I think sometimes when we're that young, we don't have the words to put on it either. Mm -hmm. So... You got to go out and try stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> follow the nudges. It's funny. Yeah. So, so what's the story on Ziggy? Because dogs weren't part of your world before, were they? Absolutely not. <laughs> before Ziggy, I had a cat, which was also a surprise because my ex-boyfriend decided to give me two cats for Christmas was not expecting two cats oh for my. Christmas and one passed away about seven years in and then I had cookie which lasted 17 years wow. so I was very much a cat person um that's what I remember yes very much a cat person cookie was you know this little thing that I could leave for a couple days without really thinking about it and she was fine and Need an appointment to see her. And Get your structure. Yes. And then she got sick hmm. and uh, passed on. And I was by myself, with, or petless, I should say, for I believe it was a year. Hmm. Because I was told once that you shouldn't get another pet right away. I don't know why, but. Um, just to kind of grieve that mm -hmm. that first pet. Make sure it's a good choice. Maybe. Right. You're not doing it to fill a hole. That's right. That yeah. Nice. So I suddenly decided that I needed a pet. And I, for some reason, went on Kijiji. And someone had mentioned to me that there was a cat rescue place Oh, yeah. here in town mm -hmm. and I couldn't find the cat rescue place okay. on I just googled it real quick but I did stumble upon Kijiji so I thought well I'll find a cat on Kijiji yeah and I started googling cats and <laughs> this little one for whatever reason popped into the search oh my gosh so I couldn't if that's not divine <laughs> So, I didn't really think about getting a dog. I knew what dogs were. I knew they were a huge responsibility. I'm not the type of person that would have ever, you know, thought about getting a dog in my life. Yeah. But I, for whatever reason, clicked on this ad, and as ridiculous as it sounds, I fell in love. Yes. With this little dog. <laughs> <laughs> on Kijiji in Mississauga, Ontario. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. So I just could not get her out of my head. I closed the ad down. I <laughs> thought about it for two days. I thought you can't. What are you what are you thinking? Getting a dog. <laughs> You're in a condo, you know. 
And then I see myself looking at condominium bylaws on what is the maximum poundage of a dog that you can have in a condo. Right. And how big do French bulldogs get? And how long do they live? And what do they eat? And so long story short. Research Renee got involved. Research Renee got involved. Corporate Renee got involved. Looked at all the ins and outs of what it means to even own a dog, which was absolutely irrelevant because they're all different. Yeah. I know that now. So I find myself, you know, within, I think it was four days on FaceTime with this Russian woman from Mississauga, Ontario, who has a French bulldog puppy in her lap and showing me this dog. And, you know, I'm again falling in love with this little, you know, person. Yes. And uh, I, you know, put a deposit down and booked the flight for her to come home. And the rest was history. She came home on Mother's Day. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge learning. And she trip. was a puppy. A, very much a puppy. Oh, my gosh. She was six weeks old. So I don't know if it was the motherly instinct that kicked in or what. But she, you know, she changed my whole life. I mean... You know, people don't realize when you're getting a dog, you're getting a child. Yeah. You know, in certain ways. Especially a puppy. Yeah. So there's a lot of responsibility there. Lack of sleep. Yep. Lack of sleep. I suddenly became a morning person. I wasn't a morning person, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I felt. I mean, in my previous relationship, um... My ex wasn't a morning person, so I kind of dwindled into that habit yes. by force. Yes. Even though I felt like a morning person inside. Okay. And I was before meeting him. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So. Power of influence. Right. She's been my lucky charm. You know, there's a lot of things that I've wished for that since she's been in my life that have kind of appeared. Oh, neat. She's definitely a... Kick in the butt. (laughs) A force to be reckoned with. Yeah. No, she's sweet and such a people person. Mm -hmm. People dog. Yeah, she loves people. Like most French bulldogs really gravitate towards people. They like affection. They they don't like to be left alone very long. Right. So So it works out that you work from home. That's right. That worked. That's right. That was part of my research too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in your world, intuition's played a huge role. Yes. By the sounds of things. Yes. Right down to getting a dog, mm-hmm. which was a flip. Absolutely. Has there been a time when you haven't listened? Yes, and it's it's not been good. It's kicked me in the butt when I don't listen to what I need to listen to. There's been a few times where... I've made decisions that in my gut knew was wrong, even though people were telling me that it was right. It was right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it wasn't. When they're right on paper, mm-hmm. that's a hard one, too. That's right. You know, I just, if I think of either past relationship, like not recent relationships, but, you know, relationships that I've been in, people were around me would say, you know, this is a great person and, Mm -hmm. you know, this is someone that you should look at or, and it wouldn't, 
it, it just wasn't right. It wasn't the right match for you. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Um, I really appreciate it. It was wonderful finally having a dog as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my dogs. I love them so much. Anyways, thank you again, Renee. You're welcome. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community. <laughs>